Hey, Sanford. Hey there. Welcome to Hey, Sanford, a local podcast. My name is Sean Sullivan. I'm one of your hosts, and this is James Harmon. We're back. We've been away for a while. It has been a while. We did the uh, Christmas episode, right, with uh, Brett Williams, the yep. director of, of course, the Sanford Performing Arts Center. Yep. You guys have been trying and to... And the Sanford High School Choir. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, that was that was quite some time ago. Quite a while ago. Took a holiday break, right, which kind of turned into a winter break. Yeah. But we're back just in time for spring, which is Here a good thing, are. right? Do you like the winter, James? Uh, I like some things about it. Snow days are great. Right. As a teacher, you like the, the, the day off, the reprieve, right? Yeah. Once in a while, uh, getting a little sled time in is good, but... Really? You go sledding? Uh, I'd, not really go sledding. More like shovel all of the snow into a pile and then help my daughter sled down it. I got you. More okay. like that. All right. I got you. So you're not off at going park by yourself sledding without the kids. It, it, this is a family thing you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. We, right. we have gone to going before and uh, oh, yeah. it's a good time. You live in Sanford. You, you have to go to going park gotta. for sledding. Yeah. I'm a summer, summer guy. Love the fall, but at heart a summer guy. So this winter, I cannot wait for it. Right. Uh, we keep getting these little flashes of 50, 60 degrees yes, and then back and then to it, negative five. And yeah. Yeah. So hopefully we'll, hopefully things will level out soon and get on the warm side. Hopefully. Hopefully. Each day is a day closer to spring. That's right. That's right. That was Nicole Ivey, the one who said, hey, Sanford, and introduced uh, the show before the, the opening credits. Uh, she is the new director of Sanford Community Adult Education, and she is our guest today. She'll be here later. Yeah, super interesting. Have, great story. Yeah, we, we kind of have a community adult ed uh, theme running through our show because our musical guest is John Rakowski, who has been involved in Sanford Community Adult Education back when it had its, uh, let's see, garage, garage band. Yeah, the garage rock band camp. rock camp a yeah. few, few summers ago. And that, in turn, keeping with the theme, involved our own Ricky Dunton, our producer. Right, Ricky? And uh, also, Ricky himself is a graduate of Sanford Community Adult Education, class of 2014. And uh, he gave a wonderful speech that evening on his graduation night. I remember that. And so we kind of have a Sanford Community Adult Ed theme tonight. Yeah. So how are you doing? You look a little tired. Oh, my tired. goodness. We're here on a Saturday morning. Usually we record on a, on a weekday. Yeah. But we're doing Saturday morning this time. And You guys have been trying to get me out of bed since the holiday episode and to get you this out here. This morning, Parker got me up at 4.50, so... Parker. How old is she now? Uh, seven months. Really? Who was that? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Hey! Look who it is. This is my firstborn, Sawyer. Welcome, Sawyer. How you doing? Is this your debut? Is you... <laughs> debut, yes. Hey, Sawyer. Can you, um, can you tell them who our guest is going to be? Say... Thanks for watching. Uh, tune in. Our guest, Nicole Ivy, is up next. No, I can't. <laughs> okay. How about Hey Sanford? Would you like to say Hey Sanford? Yeah. Yeah, there we go. Say Hey Sanford. Hey Sanford. Perfect. A natural, just like her old man. So, Sawyer's daddy, would you like to lead us to the next segment? Uh, I guess I will. Well, <laughs> You want to after all? Okay, go for it. The mic is yours. Say, so next up, we have Nicole Ivy. Next up, we have Nicole Ivy. Perfect. Say, we'll be right back. 
We'll be right back. Excellent. Like I said, a natural. Unnatural. Thank you, Sawyer. High five. High five. Yeah, good job. You have no hair. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. We have with us Nicole Ivey, the director of the Sanford Community Adult Education. Nicole, welcome. Thank you. How you doing? Good. Hey, so you, you started this position at uh, Sanford Community Adult Ed just recently, right? I did, yeah. So I had been working in Sanford previously um, since 2013 under a federal grant um, and then was teaching at Sanford Adult Ed as teaching in um, English language arts. And then this position came open, um, and so I assumed the position in January. Nice. Congratulations. Thank you. And you succeed Alan Lambert in the I role, did, right? yes. Yes. Nice. Yep. And uh, tell us a little bit about your responsibilities at SCAE. What, what have you been doing uh, since starting there? Yes. Um, I have started fast and furious, that is for <laughs> sure. Um, so really, my focus as director is looking at all of the programming from academic to enrichment to vocational, so our nighttime offerings, um, getting students through the registration process, assisted by our amazing, we have an amazing staff at SCAE. Um, et cetera, et cetera. It's just, it's been a whirlwind. Um, I've really focused a lot on community partnerships over the last month or so. Um, the work that I had done previously through the Drug-Free Communities Grant really was community building in nature. And so I've been able to harness a lot of those previous relationships in this new role to say, how are we getting folks engaged and looking at their educational opportunities um, in the community? Nice. What are some of those partnerships that you've formed in recent months? Yeah, so we've worked a lot with NASA on healthcare. Uh, we've worked a lot with YCAC. Um, so some rough data that we know is roughly 10% of folks living in Sanford over the age of 25 do not currently have their high school credential. Um, and so that doing the math out, that leaves us about 2,200 people living in Sanford over the age of 25 who that do not have their high school credential. And so we kind of have been looking at ways of how, how do we reach people? Um, it's scary to walk in the door, right? Just sight right. unseen to just open a door and say, hey, I'm here and this is what my need is. Um, so we've really been working hard at at working with agencies who are already working with folks to and say- And YCAC, uh, York County Community Action Corporation. Yes. That's on Spruce Street, Yes, right? yeah. And so specifically, we've been working with their WIC program, with their Head Start program. Um, so targeting young parents, new parents, and especially with Head Start, parents are in a position to look at what their child's educational goals are and sort of setting them off on a path. And it's a really important time for parents, I think, to look at how are we modeling this behavior? How are we modeling what we want for our children? Nice. Yeah. And you offer a wide range there. It's not just the basics, the math, yes. the English. The What else do you offer? Yeah. So we do offer the high school credential. Um, and then in, in addition to that, we have um, vocational training as well. So this space that we're in, the Sanford Regional Technical Center, offers amazing programming through the day. And because we are part of the Sanford School Department, we're able to utilize the space in the evenings. And oh, so we nice. have a welding program, we have a CNA program, we have a medical assisting program, a dental assisting program, paralegal studies. Um, we're working with Sanford Regional Technical Center to expand our offerings in the evening to include culinary and, and mm. more offerings. Um, but we've really focused on opening up some trade opportunities for folks because 
really college is that. not the answer for everyone. Yes. Right. Yeah. Right. Yep. We need uh, tradespeople. Yes. Here in yes. Sanford and throughout the state. Yes. And yeah. so in addition to that, we do offer college transitions. So for people who maybe have their high school credential, but maybe have been out of school for some time and feel like they're not prepared to take credit bearing classes that cost thousands of dollars. Sure. want to make sure they're ready for that um, so they can come and do some remedial stuff with us. What would you say for somebody who has been out of education uh, for years and they're thinking of changing careers or maybe uh, get some certification um, or their, their high school diploma or something, but it's just been so many years and, and they're nervous about returning. Mm. Uh, what would you say uh, to, to comfort them, to, re to reassure them, to invite them to SCAE and, mm -hmm. and, and change their lives? Yes. So a few things. One is, and I think I sort of alluded to it in, in previous question, um, the scariest part is getting in the door. It's always the scariest piece. And then once you're in and meeting people and surrounded by folks who are really having the same goals and are in the same spot oftentimes. Um, so just being able to get in the door is, is step one. And then the other uh, advice I'd offer is that, or maybe not advice, but sort of comfort measure that I would offer is that our classes are pretty small. I mean, we would say anywhere from three to eight people is on average for our class size. Oh, that's good. Um, yeah. And our student body really ranges from 18 to one of our oldest learners right now is 70. And really is just so set on getting her high school credential. Proving um, any time is the right yes, time. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. It's never too late. And there's tremendous reward for, mm -hmm. for a student mm -hmm. uh, when he or she reaches that goal. Mm -hmm. uh, for in my newspaper career, my journalism career, one of my favorite assignments each year is covering the SCAE graduation, yes. right? Yes. Every June. Yes. It's usually right around the high school one. It's, it's yes. on a Wednesday night yeah. in early to, to mid-June. Mm -hmm. And it's a wonderful uh, event. Uh, and just the, the pride that people feel and the satisfaction. Uh, so can you speak to that a little bit? Um, what, you, what you've seen personally, uh, given your experiences with SCAE as an educator now as director? Yeah, so folks come to us for all different reasons. And as you, as you mentioned, it's partially for high school completion, partially for college transitions. Um, some people leave with a welding certificate and then are able to be gainfully employed after. Um, we have a strong ELL population as well taking classes with us. And so um, some of the transformations that we've seen with some of our ELL learners are really feeling isolated in the community and not really feeling like they can um, vocalize and interact and have positive and, and nurturing relationships because of the communication barrier. And so the ELL program has enabled many of our folks with us to feel confident to go to doctor's offices alone and to talk with their clerk at their grocery store and Fantastic. to have conversations with people or go to, you know, reading groups at the library and other sort of supports and, and natural areas of congregation in the community. And so to really feel like they are empowered to feel part of the community, if that it makes sense. changes lives. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it changes lives. Um, the, what has education meant to you? You've chosen a career in education. Mm -hmm. uh, what has education uh, done for you? Um, what, what role has it played in your life? Yeah. So I'm a first generation college student, um, college graduate. I um, have a history of substance use um, disorder and mental health issues on both sides of my family. And so really was able to see as I grew and 
sort of looked at what are the dynamics on, on, on both sides of my family and what does this look like for me, I really clung to education because I was able to see the transformative power of education. And I just got to a point where, you know, I was working under the Drug-Free Communities Grant in Sanford since 2013, as I mentioned, um, and really felt like I was kind of like throwing spaghetti at a wall, like hoping something would stick and hoping something would work. But really feeling like I was missing that tangible piece of this is what helps. This is what changes. This is what can move you. And being in education, so I I was doing the Drug-Free Communities Grant and then was teaching, had an opportunity to start teaching at adult ed, part-time, English and reading, uh, English language arts. And really just had such an incredible experience teaching adult learners and working with adult learners. And it felt awesome to see people transform from day one feeling nervous or scared or I don't know if I even really belong here to on day you know after 60 hours of instruction with me um, would leave feeling like oh I've done something I've accomplished this I've learned these things and this is how it's impacted my life and you could see changes in people throughout the semester Um, that experience teaching was phenomenal and I knew then that, that I wanted to continue to work with adult learners. Um, and so when Alan's position became vacant, I paused for a bit, feeling like maybe I'm, you know. Wondering if you were ready um, yeah, for, but for I, that. But to, I don't to, really to want to say that, I guess. More so like. The leap from educating to uh, yes, becoming an administrator yeah, or, the, so or the leader think of the ship, I so pa- to speak. I think, yes, I paused thinking, am I ready to remove myself from the classroom and sort of become more in like an administrator role? Um, and it's been phenomenal and it's been an amazing transition, I think more so because instead of working with just a handful of students as a teacher, I'm able to meet all of our student body and go through the intake process with them and semester after semester, we'll be able to continue to follow their progress and talk with them about goals and why they're with us and what they intend to do. That's normal. What you went through, uh, every teacher that I, that I know who had you know, has gone into administration, always asks themselves that question, mm-hmm. am I ready to step out of the classroom? Yes. And, to, and they're almost always very pleased that they have done so. And, because and it you seems worry. Like you, yeah, yeah, you worry if it will have the same meaning and the same purpose and if you'll still feel connected and like you're doing the work that matters, but mm-hmm. it absolutely does. It's And it's awesome. all what you bring to it. Yes. And so now yeah. you're able to be involved in multiple classrooms mm-hmm. and, and more students uh, yes. than perhaps you did in your, your classroom. with You uh, were an English major, right? I you was. have an English degree? Yes. Yeah, I have my master's in English. Nice. Yeah. And uh, what I'm sure a lot of people know, especially if they're your friends on social media, you are a wonderful writer. Thank you. And what does writing do for you? Um, I feel like I'm better able to express myself when I write. I think speaking almost always after the fact, I'll think, and even after this, I'm going to be driving home thinking, oh, I didn't quite articulate that the way that I wanted to, or I didn't really touch on this piece that I meant to say it this way. Um, But when I'm writing, I'm just able to really think very intentionally about what I want to say and how I want to express myself. And then days later, go back and say, nope, that's not right. That's not right. Until I end with this piece, that's okay, this is exactly what I'm trying to capture. I identify with that completely. Yes. yes. When do yes. you like to write? Are you a morning writer or an evening writer? Oh, I just try to slip it into any crevice that I can yeah. in my day. Um, Make it work. Yeah, I have two sons, which you know, who are 9 and 11, um, and are very involved in sports and obviously this director role. And I'm going to um, be taking classes. I'm currently taking classes for this director role. So I try to just slip writing in. Sometimes it's, you know, a thought will come to me when I'm driving and I'll park, 
type it into my notes and then carry on and revisit it when I'm able to. But nice, that's a good idea. Yeah, yes, I usually yeah. just reserve it for when I'm actually sitting down to do it. Yes, but that's a good idea. What you do to write down something yes, so that you can visit you'll get it that later. Spark right, yeah. and then you think, oh, I really want to attend to this, but I have all these other things happening. I can't. And then sometimes you sit to go back to it and you lose it, and you're like, oh, what was that that I wanted to say? When you take your writing ability and your passion for writing and and, and bring it to the English classes that you taught, uh, what what? Uh, how do you make that transition, and how have you taken that that interest? and applied it to passing it on to uh, students. Yeah, so it was a bit of a challenge um, because I had some students that would come in day one like, I hate writing. <laughs> and I'm like, that does not compute. Like, how do you hate something that I right. love so much, right? right. Um, but that's what's so beautiful about being human, right, is that we all have different strengths and abilities and, and things that make us happy. Um, so the fun part was getting that person who hated writing and was not going to write to write. And to feel like you don't have to produce something that's going to be published. That's mm -hmm. okay. It can just be for purposes in this classroom or for your own purpose. Mm -hmm. But being able to have someone sit and express and feel like, how how do you want to express yourself? Because I think often when we're speaking, sometimes it's straight out, right? There isn't right. always that mm -hmm. like filtering process. But when you're writing, you have that revision process to say, like, is that exactly what you mean? Is that really what you want to say? It's an opportunity to put forth your most articulate self. Yes. yes. And being able to challenge folks like, is this is this what you mean? Or do you mean this, but you're saying that? And so it's an opportunity for self-reflection too, to be able to see those words on the paper and say, okay, that's that's how I'm expressing myself. Is that what I want to be doing to express myself? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, it makes sense to me because it's uh, writing to a certain degree is uh, is linear. Mm -hmm. And it's just taking, I mean, I know you can, you, you build paragraphs, you juggle concepts and themes and all that, you know, stuff. But if you give me like a uh, instructions on how to assemble like even a bookcase or something like that, I glaze over because yes. that's spatial intelligence, that's yes. spatial orientation. Mm -hmm. Whereas I regard writing as linear, taking the words, and though you have to pick the right ones and put them in the right order, it's still linear. Mm -hmm. And so I, I, it's it's a very concentrating practice writing mm -hmm. and, and helps you get into a zone and focus the mind. And, and that's very uh, helpful and soothing. Yes, and, and it forces you to look at yourself to a degree. That it does, yes. Yeah. Yeah, that it does. Well, that's fantastic. What you kind of, uh, I guess uh, you've spoken to this a little bit. Um, what philosophy are you bringing to uh, your role as as director? Um, philosophy of education, of, of personal growth for students. Uh, what philosophy are you trying to, uh, to implement at SCAE? Um, first, that uh, everyone has goals, right? Everyone does. Mm -hmm. Whether we think that they're small or big, everyone has some sort of goal that they're looking to attain. And we're all learners. Everyone's learning constantly, whether you're, you know, 18, just coming from high school or not coming from high school, whether you're 70, 80, we're all learning something every day. And I think especially with technology and sort of this burgeoning arena of technology, like we are forced really to be constantly learning new techniques and strategies and just for our daily lives. At the risk of being left behind. Yes, yep. absolutely. And so I think at SCAE, really, our focus is on looking at, um, Everyone's here for a purpose. Everyone's here for a reason. What are they? And how do we continue to look at like a whole person as not just a student and a learner, but like what are your goals for your life? Now, you live in Lebanon, right? Very I involved do. in the Sanford community. You live in Lebanon. Yes. But uh, you have some 
Sanford roots here in the community, right? Do you, I do, yeah. Would you like to share share those? Yeah, so my grandfather actually was born in Biddeford, but then um, moved to Sanford, was French-Canadian. Um, and I understand there's a pretty strong French there heritage is. in Sanford, yes, Sean. Yes. So um, their last name was Lambert, and there were many of them, I think maybe five or six, um, and lived somewhere in like the Island, Emory, High Street area, um, that's really all I know about their time in Sanford, but um, there were some of, two of his sisters remained in Sanford. So my grandfather was Gerard Lambert um, and moved to Summersworth, married my grandmother. Um, and his sisters, Yvette and Rita, continued to live to, in Sanford until their deaths, actually. And so Rita was one of the oldest folks alive in Sanford in Maine, really lived past 100 years old. Really? Um, yeah, yes. So I do have some family in Sanford, I believe, but I'm not really sure who or where. <laughs> well, if anybody is watching or listening and and uh, is related to Nicole, she'd love right. to hear from yes. you. And you know where to find her now, SEAE. Yes. Oh, that's excellent. That's excellent. So yeah, there's some strong roots here. And, and so down. Yes, in, I in, remember. I remember as a little girl. So um, I lived in Summersworth for a period of time when I was really young, and my grandparents lived right down the street from me. Um, and so I would spend a lot of time with them on the weekends, and we would take drives to Maine. Um, which now is funny because it's really not that far. But as a child, I'm like, oh, we're going to Maine. Right. And it's just over the border. Um, <laughs> but we'd take the long drive to Sanford. And, you know, he would sit and visit with his sisters. And I, we'd go, my sister and I would go outside and play in the yard. And um, it was a different environment. It was more rural than we were used to because we lived in Summersworth, sort of in an apartment where many other apartments were as well. So I have fond memories of just going out and playing in their yard. I think it was on June Street, maybe. June Street. Yeah, so I believe. By the hospital. Yep. Yes. Yeah. yeah. What do you like most about Sanford? What do you cherish most, appreciate most, enjoy the most about our community? The people. Yeah. So I started working in Sanford in 2013 and immediately knew that I wanted to work in Sanford until I retired. I just, I absolutely love working with folks in this community. Um, community partners, especially, I think, you know, we have a really strong cohort of folks who have lived and worked in and around Sanford for decades. And I fortunate, I've been fortunate enough to come into that group and that chorus of people. I often refer to it um, because there are so many different voices from so many different perspectives and backgrounds. Um, but really, when we come together, we're able to do some awesome stuff. I mean, you think of things like the Performing Arts Center and, mm. you know, other areas of the community that when when we're focused on, and oh, I keep hitting this, sorry, when we're focused and able to, um, you know, think of a common goal, it's just, it's such a beautiful thing to see. Yeah, and there's a lot happening in the community. Yes, and, and that's not accident. true for yeah. every community. I right. think that it's rare. You know, there's someone who was working with the United Way quite some time ago, and her position really was to go around to other communities and kind of just get a pulse on what was happening, really from a funding standpoint. Um, and I remember her very early on. It was 2013-14, um, very new to my role at that time. And she said, you know, these conversations, these things that are happening are not happening in other communities. Right. I think you don't understand just how special Sanford is. Yeah. And I knew that I was, but hearing her say that, sort of looking at the region and sort of what was happening in Sanford, I knew that I wanted to be here. Yeah, things don't just happen. No, some, the, the, no. This People new power, high school right? that we're yes. in did yeah. not magically appear. Yep. Yeah, the, yes. the Sanford Mayor's baseball team, they don't mm -hmm. just magically show up like Field of Dreams every yes. summer. Yes. Uh, no, there are people making things happen mm -hmm. behind the scenes. And uh, 
you're right. There's there's a lot going on, mm-hmm. and and you're very much involved in that. That's appreciated. So yes, yeah. Yes. We had the mayor on for our very first episode. Uh, he was a great sport. This this was uh, we were unproven as a podcast, and and uh, we were just giving it a shot. And we had him on, and we naturally talked to him about Sanford, uh, and I talked to him a little bit about leadership. But we also talked to him about surfing. And you you have a hobby, an interest, uh, a passion that you pursue as well, weightlifting. Yes. Yes. So would you would you like to talk about that a little bit? When when did that start for you? How many years have you been weightlifting? Um. So s- about seven or eight. Um. Yeah. So I said earlier, you know, I have two boys who are nine and eleven. Um. And so after I had my youngest son, I was thinking, oh, I need to lose weight. I need to get skinnier. I need to shrink, right? As so many women feel after they have a baby. Um, And so I started doing CrossFit, which really is a hybrid of weightlifting and cardio and and all of that. And so with the goal of getting smaller and losing that extra fat that I had gotten from the baby and all of that. And so I found that really what I loved about CrossFit was weightlifting, was strength training. And I found that the stronger I got, the stronger I felt, the more it translated to my personal and professional lives as well. Um, And so once I was picking up that barbell and I just never stopped, I guess. Now CrossFit is located here in Sanford, uh, South Sanford, right? So the gym that I go to is um, um, Brickhouse in Sanford. They They are not CrossFit affiliated. So I should have specified, I started out in CrossFit in 2012, 13, and then transitioned to weightlifting once I realized that that was really what I was passionate about was strength training, um, which was, like I said, a bit ironic because I had initially started to shrink and get smaller and thinking, you know, the, the, the more I gained strength and the stronger I felt, the more I realized like, okay, it's okay to take up space and to own that space and to, you know, feel worthy of that space. What has helped you stick with it? Because there's a lot of people, myself included, right? That you you get that inspiration and then it evaporates and and but you have maintained this mm-hmm. uh, for 2013. You said yes, so, going on seven yeah. years now, yes, yeah. and you have been consistent with it and faithful to it. Uh, what has um, for others who might be watching, who perhaps like me have given given it a try and then has had trouble sticking with it? Mm-hmm. What has made you? kept you inspired and and consistent with it. Yeah, so I have to say I love getting up early. I do. I feel like I just have the whole world to myself when I get up early and those early morning hours are really when I take the time to lift. Um I feel like I have to escape the world before I can live in it, right? Like sure. I need mm-hmm. that time for myself to sort of organize just everything and my thoughts and and what my day will look like and It just is a great feeling to start off the day that way, Mm -hmm. in addition to all of those, like, you know, pheromones and serotonin, all that stuff that's happening in your body that just feels good. It feels good to feel good. Um, So that's really what's been the driving force. Yeah, That that feeling, the result that you're you're able to uh, take out into the world, professional and personal. Yes, absolutely. And I think another part of it, too, is it's the only time my mind is quiet. My mind, my mind is just constantly going until 10, 11 at night. And so having that space carved in the morning where, you know, if you're lifting two, 300 pounds, you really can't That's focus on anything on. else. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, now, you told me before, before we went on air here, uh, just how early you wake up yes. to go to the gym and to work out. Yeah. Tell us how yeah, early. Typically four. Four o'clock. Yeah, typically which four. Which means you must have to wake up three, three thirty. I'm typically waking around four. Really? Yep. Wow. Yes. Um just getting 
lunches ready for school for my sons, getting my food ready and sort of all of those pieces that have to make the rest of the day happen. Um, but yeah, I'm typically at the gym five, six ish, depending on how the morning goes, if my kids will put pants on or not. <laughs> What's uh, Yes. Getting them out the door to yes. school is a challenge. The, yeah. uh, what do you find uh, most challenging about weightlifting for all you enjoy and for all that it, it makes you feel and inspires you? What do you find most challenging about it? Injury. Sometimes, um, you know, you just will get like little pains here, or, like little, you know, tears there and working through it sometimes can be frustrating. Um, because you want to do what your mind tells you that your body can do and your body can do it and you know yeah. you can. So just kind of knowing when to adjust, when to back down, when to back off, which I'm not always good at. <laughs> Is it tough to get back into the swing of things if you're sidelined by an injury or an Never ache? sidelined. I always will work around. Uh-huh, very good. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, you, so that's the thing. You stick with it. You don't yes. say, oh, I have no, uh, this ache. No. I'm not going into that. No. You, you go in. Yeah. You just work around yes. the ache or the, the injury. Yeah. So yes. that's per- perseverance. Yes. Yeah. Persistence. Yes. Okay. All right. See, I'm trying to take notes here on that. <laughs> right. Well, the biggest thing for anyone new starting, I think the biggest thing is just getting a routine. So I prefer mornings. Some people prefer nights. Some people prefer working at home. Some people prefer going to a gym. Some people like yoga. Some people like Zumba. I mean, it's really finding what works for you. Mm-hmm. So I'm also a personal trainer in my spare time and oh, really? all of my spare time. Um, and so some people will come to me like, oh, I just hate the gym. And I'm like, so why'd you call me? Yeah. <laughs> like, you should probably think about something else like swimming or there are so yeah. many amazing things you can do physically. You have to do what you love. I personally love weightlifting, um, but it's definitely not for everyone. So, Wow. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's definitely an accomplishment for sure. If you can, if you can make it a part of your routine and, and yes. stay with it as you have. That is impressive. Thank you. So education, weightlifting, yes. writing. Yes. Nice. Let's all bring it back to Sanford uh, Community Adult Ed. Yes. Uh, what what uh, This semester is well underway, of course, right? We run sessions throughout the year. Um, so we actually do offer a summer session, typically that runs from the beginning of July to the end of August. More of an accelerated program because people want their summer. Right. So we run three days a week in the summer. Um, but from September to May, we do run four days a week. Um, Monday through Thursday. We offer multiple sessions throughout the day. So there's an 8.30 to 11.30 morning session, 12 to 3 afternoon session, 6 to 9 evening session. Um, and each class meets twice a week. Nice. So Monday, Wednesday, manageable. or Tuesday, Thursday. Fridays are always um, no classes Fridays. So if somebody's interested in taking a class or resuming their education and pursuing, yes. uh, have a goal in mind, uh, what's a good way to contact you? Yeah, so our phone number at SCAE is 207-490-5145. Excellent. I'm sure you can get that on the credits at the end. <laughs> um, or www.sanfordlearns.org um, will show all of our course offerings to include our vocational offerings, all of our enrichment offerings, which we didn't talk a lot about, but we do offer things like knitting and yoga and all of those sort of enrich your life nice. types of classes. All sorts of things. Yes. I, I get the catalog yes. in the in the mail, yes. and have you been seen? you know, pull the cord on cable. Yes. And yeah. 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 There's uh there's people get their catalogs in the mail. Make sure to give them a look. There's a mm-hmm. lot of interesting things in there. A lot yeah. of opportunities, uh, life stuff, academic stuff, mm-hmm. uh, professional stuff. 
Yeah, it's wonderful. Thank you. How about if somebody wants to drop by, see the place? Yes, um, where, absolutely. Where should they do that? Where are you located? Yes. So our physical address is 21 Bradine Street in Springvale. Um, that brings people around the backside of the building, so it's kind of misleading. The Anderson um, Learning Center, right, yes, on the Nassau yeah. campus? Yeah. So <laughs> typically we use the Main Street entrance, so as if you would enter the Nassau um, Little Theater, the same entrance, and we're the large white building in the back nice. um, behind the Career Center. And they can, yeah. people are welcome to just go Absolutely. to the front desk and yes. ask yes. for a look around or ask your questions. Absolutely. Excellent. So either I or Lisa Blanchett, who is our academic and vocational coordinator, um, will be available Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., 8 a.m. to 9 p.m. Um, to, yeah, talk with anyone who's interested. Excellent. Yeah. Well, Nicole, thank you for all that you do for Sanford. Thank you. Before, you know, your new position and now in it. Uh, thank you for all that you do for the community, and uh, we wish you tremendous success at uh, Sanford Community Adult Education. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. We'll be right back with musical guest John Rakowski. Ladies and gentlemen, John Rakowski. I'd like to do an original song I wrote a number of years ago. I'm actually going to do two original songs. Haven't decided what the second one is yet, but I'll think of it as I'm playing this one. This is called Just Another Day. Starting my day in mass confusion Ending my day the same way People they say Love is an illusion Why must it all go away? Standing here all alone This room's full of empty ghosts Singing my songs full of hope where did the time go? People run and they hide Fear of what lies inside If you fake what you feel You'll find it's not real Don't let time drift away Just another day Playing games is for fools Fool always loses Why aren't there winners in love? Days go by fast And minutes and moments Clocks remain still for no one Standing here all alone My world's full of empty ghosts And I'm singing my song full of hope Where did the time People run and they hide Fear of what lies inside Take what you feel You will find it's not real Don't let time drift away Just another day Unspoken words 
Your mistakes made you realize what was done in your past was all wrong. Sit on your front porch, your head in your tired hands. Wish you could change what's been done. Standing here all alone, my world's full of empty ghosts. Singing my songs full of hope. Where did the time go? People run and they hide. Fear of what lies inside. Make what you feel you will find it's not real. Don't let time slip away. Just another day. People run and they hide. Fear of what lies inside. Face what you feel, you can find it's not real. Don't let time slip away, just another day. How was that, all right? All right, this song is called Selling Out. Rainy night in New York City, the neon lights the sky. Like the constantly walking, constantly talking, travelers on their endless flight. A stately young lady stares from a room through the blackness of the night. It's Friday evening. About quarter to ten, and the end's nowhere in sight. You gotta get up. You gotta get up and get out. You can't find the answers by selling out. She flags out a cab and instructs the driver to take her someplace uptown. She drives through the spot when it looks pretty hot. She tells him, shut your motor down. I want to check out this club where they play rock and roll. Well, it sounds real good to me. With a drink in her hand, she turns right around, saying something may become of me. You gotta get up. You gotta get up and get out. You can't find the answers by selling out.
it's 12.45 and a man sits down, he begins to talk to you, talk about life, his dreams and his wife, and something starts to come over you, your mind's getting clearer, your thoughts aren't astray, you're gonna try to make things right. You call this town home, you're doing okay, you're gonna make it through tonight. You gotta get up, or you gotta get up and get out. You can't find the answers by selling out. Outstanding. Thank you very much, John. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Thank you. I've seen you perform at other venues in town, so it's a real treat to have you here on our podcast. Thank you. Thank you for coming on board. I'm more than happy to do it. I hope you guys have great success with this. Thank you. Where can uh, people find your music? Well, you can find me on Facebook uh, with uh, the Pub Pirates, one band I'm in, and another band is called Long Road Home, which is predominantly blues. So uh, I play as much as I can locally and different parts of the uh, New England area. Got uh, a big event coming up actually in Acton, Maine this September, Big Blues Festival, that's going to be featuring Gary Hoey as the headliner. Nice. And uh, it's going to be a three-day event, so check it out. You'll find it online. It's called Bad Apple Blues Festival. And uh, I encourage you all to come and check the thing out because it's going to be three days of music. It's going to be awesome. Something to look forward to. Absolutely. I think it's going to be Maine's little version of a little Woodstock. <laughs> you could use that. That's, that'd be a lot of yeah. fun. Well, it's not going to be quite to that degree, but we're hoping we have a great turnout and it's going to be a really fun-filled event for you know, people of all ages. So Excellent. We hope to have you back sometime. This was great. I would love to come back. Thank you so much. Thank you. And ladies and gentlemen, that is another episode of Hey Sanford. We will see you next time. Take care. Try now. Good. Nice. Nice. So uh, how do you think the show went? I think it went excellent. Yeah, I think yeah. it went pretty well. Nicole's very interesting. John, John was, was very, awesome. Yeah, he was entertaining. Yeah. I think it was very good. How do you think things went in the control room with our new intern? Fingers crossed, right? I'm sure it went very well. Hang on. Sarah's a good Take teacher. It now. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. You're beautiful. Oh, thanks.